Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast and welcome back to normal Bristol City services. And that, have been, that has been uh, resumed. Um, two games without a goal, two games without a win, a disappointing nil-nil, a frustrating nil-nil a dis- uh, draw at um, uh, Birmingham. I forgot there. And a one-nil defeat at home to Millwall. Um yeah, I've got Matisse with me. Let's let's forget the football. Matisse, where are you right now? Because you're not in your usual settings and it looks very nice from what I've just seen. Yeah, hello everyone. I am I am very good. I'm in currently in Egypt for a little New Year's trip. So brightens the mood a little bit um after those two results. But yeah, very nice. Happy New Year to everyone um listening. But yeah, not a great way to start 2024. Um, I remember we went unbeaten because we continued that unbeaten one from that Millwall game. It was the Mill game. So the Mill game is now broken, this little unbeaten run. But it started it last this time last year. And we, we yeah, we went all the way till February, I think, till till that Man City game. Um yeah, we, we have no unbeaten streak anymore. And yeah, it's very just very disappointing, really. Two games, zero goals, one shot on target across 180 minutes, like probably 200 plus at a time. Less, but it's not good enough. After those three games on the bounce, Hull, Watford and Sunderland prior, eight goals in three games, brilliant performances in the Hull and Watford. And then you go into struggling sides and, um, and then we perform like that and we have nothing going forward. Yeah, and Birmingham have just sacked uh, Wayne Rooney today as well. So, you know, there you go. Uh, struggling side indeed. Well, I feel like um, it wasn't given. Well, we can get onto it later, but it is a little bit harsh. But he was doing horrendously there. That they were going nowhere with him. It's just at the moment John Eustace was sacked. It was just the wrong decision. Um, what whoever came in was never going to get. That. I don't think that sort of tune uh, scored. Uh, apparently, Steve Cooper's been heavily linked. That would be an interesting appointment. Or John Eustace um, I, I doubt it. He won't. He won't. But oh yeah, the winds. Is, the wind has just, just tree fallen down. Or something. I'll I'll check that later. It's just bloody hell. Oh, I heard there were like thunderstorms in Bristol. Oh, there was there was like a there's like a warning or something. Um. Oh, what is it? A tornado warning. I think it was. Um. Has that ever happened in England? God knows. Um. Right, this was the team that faced uh, Millwall yesterday. It was Max in goal, Tanner, Dickey, Viner, Pring. So it's the same back four and same goalkeeper. Joe Williams started his third consecutive game in a row, which I think it would have been. Um, so Watford and then um, Birmingham and then Millwall. So third consecutive game. Matty James came back into the starting eleven, uh, which I was very confused about and it just didn't work um jason knight uh, in there obviously mametti kept his place on the left tommy conway came back into 11 in place of naki wells who started at birmingham andy Vyman came in ahead of mark sykes who was rested and then when he came on yeah we'll talk about that um any obvious kind of surprises i wouldn't say there was i don't, I don't think there was too much too many complaints from me with a busy schedule and, uh, you know, FA Cup games to balance and all that. I don't think there's too much complaints from me. Yeah, exactly. Just the sheer amount of games, four games in, what, 11 days, something like that. And we don't really have a lot of options. Um, we have some rotation within that midfield. What, two of Williams, Matty James and TGH. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought better to have TGH in, bring, bring bring a bit more of an attacking threat, which we obviously lacked against Birmingham. Um, and then Tommy Conway back for Naki Wells um, was probably right. And then, yeah, Vyman in for Sykes. So, yeah, just a bit of rotation, fresh legs, rest some players, a lot of games. But, yeah, I mean, what followed after was, wasn't great. I want to talk to you about the um, the, Joe, the midfield in particular because I th- I thought it was abysmal uh, yesterday. Um, just no real grip of the game. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you about it at the end if you want. 
Um, for Millwall, it was Sarkic in goals of back three of Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper, Ryan Leonard. Uh, Brooke Norton Coffey on the right-hand side. He was really good, I thought. Um, he looks a, a good player. Billy Mitchell in midfield with George Honeyman. Again, looks a good player. Mari Wallace, uh, Zian Fleming, Duncan Watmore and Tom Bradshaw up top. Um, I'm not... I'm not... I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say for the first 60 minutes, absolutely nothing happened. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that. Uh, there was just nothing going on for 60 minutes. It just felt completely flat. And yeah, I think there was the one Jason Knight header, which was saved very well by Sarkic. It was a really good save uh, down Lota's right. But apart from that, there was just nothing from both sides. Mm, that I think it was the most boring game of football I've ever watched until, um, yeah, until the late late winner. But yeah, it's similar to the Birmingham game. It's just between each box, um, but never actually creating anything. That night header you mentioned it was a decent chance. I mean, he's one of the shortest players. He's the shortest player in the squad probably, and and he always gets his head um through corners and crosses but it's a good save and that was literally our that's that was our only shot on target and in, in the last two games um so yeah just so poor and yeah we, we we had most of the ball in the that first half but we just did nothing passed it through the midfield just sideways backwards never looking to make a run or play someone through and yeah we just had no threat at all and you can argue mill yeah one of those sides and the game's always scrappy, but they are trying to play a different brand of football under their new manager. And I feel like this game was a bit less scrappy than um, unusual games against like Birmingham, Millwall and those types of teams. I felt like we had the chance, we had the ball, we could have created something, but we just had had nothing really. Yeah, yeah, we had 57% possession in that first half. We... We, we had a lot of it, and it felt at the end of the first half, okay, can we create some bigger chances? Can we create some more high-quality chances? I think in the first half, there was one little play, little piece of play from Joe Williams and Jason Knight where they had a little one-two, and Joe Williams was completely free. And he was past the midfield. He was completely free. And it was Tommy Conway and Voiman and Mehmeti with Joe Williams. It was completely free. And then you, you had the, but he should have picked out a better pass. But... I think they they should have been a little better, like little clever patterns of play, and I don't think that's quite there. I think they'll come with time, hopefully. Um, but that was, I think, the lacking uh, the lacking element. It was all very safe. It was all, you know, hopefully trying to build up to something, uh, hopefully building up to a goal. But it always, you know, felt like we needed that injection of energy. And that injection of just just someone to take a man on. I thought Mometi, who's normally our you know go to man in terms of getting the ball out left, he'll get he'll take a man on, try and beat someone. That didn't happen. That didn't happen either. Um, yeah, first half. Apart from that, Jason Knightheader, nothing happened. Millwall, and then in the second half, uh, I thought Millwall were far the better team. Yeah, they definitely came in after the break. With a lot more and they look the more likely to score to be honest um yeah they were just getting the ball more forward and yeah they obviously i mean i don't know the exact statistics but they had more shots and um well they had more possession they had in the second shots. half I they, feel like. they had 10 shots in the second half 10. yeah 10 shots yeah and they only had one in the first so you can tell that um it was a game of two halves and yeah two shots on target only but yeah, they look the more dominant. You look at the momentum curve as well. I don't know. It yeah. They look the more likely. Um I, I never saw a scoring to be honest. After twenty minutes, you could just tell that there was just nothing. And especially after the Birmingham game. I mean, I I think most of us thought after that Watford, four goals passed them away from home. Thought maybe something had clicked and now we've we're gonna move forward. But then yeah, I mean, to be fair, the Birmingham one I think they were playing not to not to lose. Um, it was a bit harder, but still, when we have that amount of the ball, we should be good enough to crack these teams and score goals and create chances if we want to be at that top level and to challenge for the playoffs. Um, so yeah, just, just so poor. And then 
to end it off. I mean, yeah, I mean, Liam Manning saw enough um, and does did some substitutions earlier than normally does. And yeah, the two subs were Mark Sykes and Taylor Garden-Hickam, which is, are the two players who came off, um, well, for this lineup originally. So yeah, Vyman came off and James came off, tried to spark some, I guess, some more attacking opportunities. Uh, but yeah, did nothing in the end. Just, just didn't work. To be fair to Millwall, I thought they had an excellent, excellent shape in possession. I thought they, uh, out of possession, sorry, I thought they were really well drilled. And you could see shades of the Gary Rowett side, I think, from last season, where they were you know, really good in possession. No, sorry, really good out of possession. But maybe they just needed that element of going, uh, that extra element going forward. And I think Joe Edwards is bringing that at the moment. Um but from a City perspective, it was just way too passive. Uh, Manning said it in his post-match, it was just way too passive. Just didn't do anything with the ball. And in the second half, we were we were not engaging with their press. Every time their back three had the ball. So every, Millwall were playing it out of the back uh, more often than not. Just didn't press them well enough. Uh, Tommy Conway looked shattered, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, Naki Welsh came on. Uh, Oh, we'll have a conversation about him if I'm sure, later on, I'm sure. Um, but it was just just flat and uninspiring. And based on that second half performance, I wasn't overly surprised when that goal went in. Um, do you want to talk us? Do you want to talk us through that late Millwall winner there? Yeah. So, I mean, it comes to what the the ninety first minute, and they win a corner, um, floats in. I think it's headed out by Pring. Um, I'm pretty sure Matty James, if I remember correctly. And then, yeah, headed back in. It's just one of those chances if you just get it into a dangerous area. But, I mean, I wasn't expecting it. But, yeah, Hutchinson takes it on his chest, just swings at it with his left foot. And I've got to say, it's a, it's a brilliant finish. Um, and, yeah, bottom right, no chance for accident. It's, it's, it's a brilliant goal. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they, they go off celebrating in front in front of the way end and, they they secure the three points and it was a bit was a hard one to take because I felt like if we got that nil nil again we we've definitely would have taken a point there and we can move on and it's yeah against Millwall and we're still five unbeaten but the fact that they got in again last minute goal hurt a bit but I have to say we didn't deserve anything out of that game just from the way we played throughout the whole game so yeah was hard one to say I mean. Yeah, but is what it is, and then what happened after was it's pretty entertaining from from watching it online. Um, I think you got it on your vlog as well, in front of the south stand. <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing because it was a dreadful set piece again. Um, he, uh, put it, it's gone out of play. Joe Williams is chasing it alongside, I think Ryan Leonard. Um, Leonard, I think I don't know who starts it. To be honest, I don't know who starts it, but I think it's possibly Joe Williams's um, Joe Williams's fault because <laughs> I think he just shoves him over the hoardings. It's really funny. Um, it's the most entertaining bit of the whole game from a city perspective. Um, it just shoves him over the board. Um, then <laughs> I think I think Leonard then puts a elbow out like that um, into Joe Williams's face, and then Joe Williams just starts having a go at him. It's it's just the funniest thing. Um, it's it's it, it has no effect on the result whatsoever because there's like I think the time was up by then, but it was just the funniest thing. It was it was and I and I saw um what is it? I saw Millwall fans like oh why are you getting so agitated by uh by that? Try, try watching that game from a Bristol City perspective mm-hmm. for ninety five for ninety five minutes and then and then say and then say that was not the most entertaining bit of the whole game. It was um yeah that was that was funny uh yeah but that's you know that's you know that's bad when we're talking about a fight and saying that's the most entertaining mm. bit of the game and that we're talking i'm talking in detail about the fight and not the actual performance on the pitch because it because honestly all of those players need to uh off, off the back of yesterday's result and yeah they've had a decent period of four games but that result yesterday and that performance in particular was just lethargic and out of control no rhythm and it was just, yeah, just it was calming that goal. Yeah, definitely. It was it was just so lackluster. No point 
did we have any attacking threat throughout that game? And it's bad. Yeah, when I mean, we could waffle on for an hour, but there, there are literally no chances to even talk about Knight's header and the goal and the fight. That's about it. That happened in, in 90 minutes of football, Ashton Gay. And yeah, it's just... It's surprising, oh, because we, we, we have quality players up front that have proven themselves and that can create chances and that are, yeah, are great players. But if you look at the wide perspective, we've scored 30 goals now in 26 games. And it's, yeah, the lowest in, I think, with the bottom seven from Stoke downwards, they've scored um, less than us, which is just very poor. Um so yeah, we just need we, the attacking threat is lacking, and well now it is January now, so the transfer window has opened for the EFL. So let's see what what Liam Manning and his team want to bring in because I think we definitely need some additions. Um, we do have players from injury coming back, I have to say, but no attackers. So well, well Ross McCrory is coming back. Ross McCrory is going to go straight into that eleven. I'm sorry, but George Tanner is. Mm-hmm not convincing me in the slightest in the games i've seen him yeah i'm not i'm not convinced i'm not convinced i have to say he's um yesterday oh right at the end i don't know if you saw this right at the end it was um that we had the set we had another set piece and then the ball went back to uh back to i think it was a uh, garden hickman and uh, garden hickman was around surrounded by about three millwall players give it back to george tanner literally off five yards everyone's going tanner just puts it just punts it forward instead of doing that he he turns half turns and then he sees zach viner so at least go to zach viner just just around like that slight uh sideway sideway pass instead that turns not another 40 of 90 degrees punts it straight back to max o'leary at pace and it's and he's just going what are you doing like you're in you and that at that point i think time was up as well so it's just it's just completely, um, yeah, he doesn't fill me with confidence. And yesterday he was, yeah, he wasn't great. Um, defensively, he's okay at times. He's he's, he's probably one of my better defenders. Um, I think he's better than Campering, defensive-wise. Um, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Campering had a good game yesterday, by the way. Uh, but just generally, it just doesn't fill me with confidence, George Shanna. He, he's just kind of an average championship player. And he's always like kind of had his place in the team when... We had players out, um, and obviously Kane Wilson's situation didn't work, so he's never really had any competition. So he's, I feel like he's just been okay. There's nothing special that he really like brings to the team, like attacking wise and yeah, defensively. He's, I think he's an okay right back, but the fact that we have Ross McCrory, yeah, I, I don't see him waiting on the sidelines for too long when he, when he's back fit. Um, and yeah, ready for it, but um. But yeah. would you say would would you say that if Manning is going to continue with uh, this stop this this current system in possession where it's a center where it's a fullback always tucking in to allow the other fullback to just bomb on forward? Do you think mm-hmm. having two relatively attacking fullbacks is going to going to hinder that, or is he just going to sacrifice Campering's attacking game and just put him into a left center back position? I was just thinking about that as well. Um, and I think um, I think Campering is more defensively suited and used to playing in that centre-back position than Ross McCrory. And Ross McCrory was, did appear on Robins TV. I think it was for the Birmingham game. Um, and I remember him saying that, yeah, he's pretty settled in that, in that right-back role, even though we know he is versatile and can play other positions. But, I mean, it's good to know that we have the option to... To switch it up and maybe play campering as more attacking and then switch it maybe between between games or during games but um yeah i'd say i'd like to see how ross mccrory can play in sort of like yeah right wing back position because he scored a couple for aberdeen right and i i, I remember seeing um well that he started well, quite a few games well from what i've heard ross mccrory is a very attacking fullback and he is just going to get the ball and he's just going to bomb forward at every opportunity is just he's just he's just gonna do that and he has pretty good quality at the end of it hopefully um but i think that's i think that's the case with uh ross so hopefully that's hopefully that's the case because i think we need a bit of injection down that uh down that right hand side and 
because at the moment George Tanner is as as good as George Tanner is in his own capabilities and his own his own kind of game. I'm not necessarily sure he's a he's going to be consistent enough to build up. I don't know rapport or uh, I just don't know. I, I, I'm not convinced by George Tanner. I think, and that's that ultimately is the biggest biggest uh, biggest problem with me. Um, I want to talk about. I want to talk to you about that midfield because I thought yesterday. Uh, I thought. I thought Joe Williams. I was looking at it, and I said this in my match preview. Remember, I said he might. I think I said he might take out Taylor Garden Hickman uh, for Matty James, but then I said, well, having Joe Williams, Matty James in the same midfield, I don't think is going to work out. It didn't work out. We were way too passive in possession. And as soon as Taylor Garden Hickman came on, to be fair, we looked a little bit more, I don't know, not threatening, but we looked like maybe we could pass it forward a bit more than we did. But because Matty James and Joe Williams in the same midfield, I don't think works at all. Yeah, I agree, because obviously Matty James is kind of kind of an anchor and more defensive midfielder for us. And then Joe Williams, I mean, he's got a couple goals at his time at, at Bristol City, but a couple little flick-ons. But yeah, attacking-wise, we need Taylor Garner-Hickman in, in the midfield to, to create that, um, especially when... Jason Knight is playing quite a lot further forward. That middle pass, the turn and pass forward. But I think we need to see more from him in terms of that. And in the last couple of games, I don't think we've we've done quite enough out of those three. It's just a yeah, just it's just a simple pass in the midfield in space, turn and find a runner. Felt like all we did was pass back into the defense and Dickie Viner back and back and sideways. It was it was so frustrating to watch. The, the whole game um and yeah we he did obviously bring gun Hickman back into the um well yeah he subbed him on from the around the yeah the 56th minute but yeah it still didn't really spark anything up but yeah we need to definitely sort that out and i'd say bring him back for well we've got west ham next but i'd say the next league game as well i don't i don't want to make comparisons but alex scott uh for and don't do not talk about him. By the way, I message you about this. Do not talk about him. I will. I will just end end it all. Um, I won't really. Uh, but Alex Scott last season, or for the time he was here, he's Pearson played him with Matty James generally, and um, sometimes Joe Williams, um, and it's and Andy King. So Scott gave us that balance. I think Taylor Garnick, we're obviously not on the same level as Scott, but in terms of technical quality and ability to pick a pass going forward, I don't really think there's a better player in our midfield who's got capability of doing that. So if you lose that balance, your base you, and it goes all shifts to one way, it could easily shift to the other as well. We could literally put Taylor Garnick alongside another attacking midfielder in midfield and then have a base of Joe Williams or Gemma or Matty James, and it's not going to work either. But in this case, it was way too safe. Um, and I don't think Manning, well, you could say, well, rest and injuries and whatnot um, caused a bit of trouble. But y- y- you know what I mean? It's just too safe. Joe Williams and Matty James in the same midfield. Um, and I think Taylor Garner-Hickman is, needs to be in there, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, and hopefully this Adam Murphy fella coming in, um, who looks promising, but we don't know if he's going to go straight into the first team or going going to go into the under twenty three setup with Brian Tinian and, and Co. Uh, but maybe he can provide some sort of attacking ammunition in midfield because I think we are a little bit necessary, um, and that brings us on nicely to the fact that we probably need an attacking midfielder in January, and that is, an, I think, another important. Uh, position to recruit alongside striker, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what Alex Scott brought last season, just the ball carrying and making those passes, picking the ball up, and he's just a perfect midfielder. I mean, he can kind of play anywhere um, in the midfield now, but he just has, yeah, that attacking sense to move the ball forward and find a pass, which we just did not have at all with Matty James and Joe Williams there. And yes, 
we have Taylor Garner Hickman, but I think he, he has a good balance, but we need more of a of a kind of I don't want to say, but yeah, Alex Scott type with that kind of yeah, agility and passing to to move from defense to the attack. Um which we yeah, we just have not seen. So yeah, definitely a, someone who can partner up alongside Matty James or Joe Williams, who yeah, n- knows how to um how to pass forward, I guess, which which seems pretty basic, but we, we didn't have that in our last two games. It's, it's, so. it's, it's not about passing forward, it's passing forward with quality. And I think we and I think I mentioned this, I think we did it once with quality in build up play um uh, against um against uh mill where i think it was knight and williams made good little good little one two and then williams got in and had the had the had the opportunity to pick a good pass but it's about it's about passing forward with speed and quality and i don't think james or williams do that on a consistent enough basis and i think garden hickman has the quality to do that yeah i think that's definitely that's the that's the main the main issue do you want to talk about west ham then um because just just to end on the on the transfer window business i mean we we both agree and i think most people do that we do the attacking midfielder but as well as i mean we probably need a player in each position really i mean a defense once we have mccrory in and i guess atkinson and naismith become a bit safer and hayden roberts but yeah as of now i mean our, our back four as well as obviously max i mean max is not too big of an issue but they've played a lot of games um so yeah, I mean, if we got if one of them got injured in the in the recent weeks, I think it would have been very um, worrying. But yeah, they they played a lot of games and done well. But I think we need a striker um, as well because at the moment, I just, Conway, we know what he can do, but he hasn't been convincing. He scored some penalty uh, some penalties and scored that tapping against um, who was it? I forgot now. It was that away game against Huddersfield that was it yeah um um that was a good finish to be fair that was it, that was not happening that was yeah, a good finish it was a, good, was a good finish, finish but it wasn't he was right in front of the goal um he had to just get it <laughs> past the keeper but 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 yeah and I, and obviously Cornick is just a donkey so um <laughs> I okay I mean um and, I wouldn't, and Naki I, Wells he's coming to the end of his time I can't lie I, I'm kind of slating all the players now but He's he's well good at holding up. The he's ball, useless. He he's useless. Spark. Just they're just all useless. So I don't 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 really want them. Uh, but if they win the next three games, I'm happy. Um, if 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 we win the next three games, Harry Cornick suddenly, being compared to Messi, oh what <laughs> great know. squad player, great great squad player. He must be such a positive positive man around the dressing room, and if, even if he doesn't get a single minute, um, that'll be the, that'll be the argument. Um, yeah, I thought Cornick was really poor actually uh, when he came on. He was one. It was. I'll put a positive spin on it. It was one of his. It was, it was one of his worst substitute appearances in a city shirt. Hmm. So that's the low. That's the lowest bar it can go. So it can only get better from this point. Um, he'll. He. He's gonna score at West Ham now for for all money. Um, let's talk about West Ham then. I am. I am not confident in the slightest. I'm I'm the opposite. I think we we go, we go and win to be honest. Okay. Right. Nah, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, um sure. but yeah, this Sunday we take the trip to London Stadium. Um eight thousand odd fans, which is a good turnout. Um we sold out you're heading down, I know, but I'm still away, so I can't make it, unfortunately, or fortunately if we get battered. Um Six seven nil. Um, it's gonna get. It's gonna go to a replay. <laughs> do they still have replay? Yeah, they have replays around. Yeah, three. that's how we beat them. Swansea yeah, last year. I think they should scrap the replays. To be honest, I don't think. No, they. not no, no. Because if we, because in our case, it would be a set. It would be a packed out Ashton Gate, wouldn't it? So and that would generate so much revenue. Mm. So that if it's a, if it is if it is a replay, and then we get. Uh, home game against them at Ashton Gate just generates so much revenue and think of the teams lower below us it's not it's not it's a it's a great thing for us but it's an even bigger thing for clubs in League 2 or League 1 where if they if they manage to just sneak a replay 
somehow get a home game against them, against a big big club like West Ham or another top half Premier League club like Newcastle or even one of the big six, God forbid. Like you know, you know what I mean. It's it's a big thing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't personally scrap scrap replays. Yeah, I I get that. I mean, it is a big difference, but it I yeah for lower clubs yeah, but otherwise it creates quite tight schedules and it rarely happens when you get that well depends who you you, you do um draw out the pot but getting that away day and then yeah i feel i feel like for us we'd have a better chance if we just go to straight to penalties um but if no we, if we no draw. Draw. i i think if if we went if we if we drew i'd rather money aside i'd rather not do a replay at ashton gate i think I think we'd do better on penalties. Just if we get, if we get that draw, I, I don't know. We haven't had a penalty in God knows how long. Oh, that's well, so true. Well, we well, well, we, we've got a lot, but as in, we're not used to it completely. Um, yeah. But, not used yeah, to penalties. Yeah. That's mental mental statement. Um, um, Bournemouth right. had a had a crazy run as well, even longer than us. They had like six hundred and fifty odd days. Two and a, I think it was two and a half years. I think Bournemouth waited for a penalty. Um, and Semenya, um, Semenya was the one to uh, to win it. Well. Right, don't talk about Exeter players. I will just, I'll, I, I will cry. Um, yeah, we'll talk about West Ham then. Um, they'll be without Mohamed Kudus uh, because he's off to Afcon. Do they have any other? African I think Paqueta was injured. He he got Paqueta got injured against Arsenal. Um, but I'm not sure. Okay. they're playing tonight. Actually, they're playing they, they, tonight they against the, Brighton. Yeah. They are playing today against Brighton, um, and that will be an interesting game. Um, hopefully, uh, no malice um, involved, but um, half their player get half their team gets injured. That's that's not. Agued is injured. Zuma is injured. Oh, oh that's two centre backs. Uh, Paqueta, Paqueta is injured. Yeah, Paqueta is injured. Um, hamstring. Yeah. So yeah, easy. He'll be. Oh, that'll be. Oh, hamstring. Yeah. That that's going to mean yeah. he's not going to be rest. Um, David Moyes. Ex Bristol City player, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I actually didn't know that. Um, yeah. that's news to me, fair, fair enough. Ex Ex Bristol yeah, City know. player, um, he loves the city, he just, he just, he just, um, he just does. And, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think he's a, I, he's I, a class I think manager, West, to be honest, he, he's a brilliant manager. I think I think West Ham are going to play a. I don't know. I don't know what sort of team they'll play. I think they might play a B, B-ish team, A B team, maybe a few. Good, they. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the likes of Jared Bowen are going to be there. Let's put it that way, or Edson Alvarez. Yeah, I really don't think they're going to put a strong team out. Just considering the amount of games they have as well, they're obviously playing Europe. Um, on top, yeah. they don't have. European game for a little while, but they've they've had a lot of games and um, had the EFL Cup recently. They did lose. They are a strange team, though. They they are they are pretty like they've been doing incredibly well. I mean, they sit sixth place right now, um, but then they go and lose five nil at at Fulham, which was just a shock result. Um, but they, they beat... obviously came out beating Wolves, yeah. beating Man U, beating Arsenal, um, which I was actually at. Lucky enough, my another season ticket so yeah um i think that was more arsenal being shite but they capitalized on the counters so and on the set piece so yeah i i, I don't i do not think they'll play a strong team though so i doubt i doubt um ward prowse will start i just i just don't see them risking anything really because I, I think they look at our form and stuff that they'll they'll, they'll be pretty confident they just beat arsenal i mean i don't think they'll they'll be too worried um, well, yeah, they 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 won't be worried in the slightest. Um, but yeah, in, in the in their last um, last season of their FA Cup game at Derby away, which is you know a similar sort of kind of game, I suppose for them, uh, really. Um, they put out they put out an A B team, a few few players in there who wouldn't normally start, but generally it was fairly strong, um, and enough to obviously beat. Uh, beat a league one side. Um, How much did they beat Derby? They beat them two, two nil, two nil. Um, but yeah, I think I think West Ham 
or a team if you play if they play a lower league side like us um they 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 will put out a a b sort of side it will be it will be fairly strong because they don't have a massive squad um but generally it'll be it might there might be a few players in there you might normally recognize in a in a premier league match day um i think that'll probably be david moyes doing that again and i think city it's it's tough at the moment because we have a, quite a few injuries um i don't know i don't know if ross mccrory's going to be back um to be honest i don't maybe I don't, a substitution because i think he said he might be available for the west ham game on on the well, if he is, that's a massive that's, that's a massive bonus of years so i wouldn't start him obviously no. um but on the bench you know if if we're like five if we're like three or three nil down or something um and you know the game's over with like 30 minutes left might as well just give him give him a run out um if we're god forbid you know trying to hold on to a lead um i'd i'd not i wouldn't risk him because the game would be high intensity then and west ham would be trying to press obviously um but if the game's you know at a walking pace and west ham are basically through and we're not we're not gonna get lay a glove on them just bring on Ross McCrory. Just see what he can do, and um, he'll be motivated. If he's if he's if he's um, if he's brought on, I think he'll be motivated. You know, prove himself against a big opposition like West Ham as well. That would be a good first uh, first impression on Manny uh, on the um, on the on the, uh, on, the uh, on the on the pitch. I I'd say obviously Max and goal. I wouldn't start Stefan Beich. Not in this one. Um, Tanner Tanner right back. No other options at centre back, so Viner and Dickey. Yeah, so Campering at left back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayne Roberts injured. Um, I would drop Matty James. I'd put Taylor Garden Hickman back in. Jason Knight, I'd start. Um, I'd go Joe Williams, midfield. I'd start him four consecutive games. And then I'd go Mametti off the left, Conway up top. Sykes on the right. I think that's strong. I think there's, there's, yeah, that is our strongest starting eleven. And to be honest, there's barely many changes you can do. You can put Vyman in there, Bell, Wells, and Matty James. So other than that, I don't yeah, want to. I, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't want to lose five nil. I, I, I'd start with the, with those eleven as well. And I, I think well, when you hear those names and. Mehmeti, I feel like he, he can play well in these types of games. Obviously, West Ham play a very attractive style of football now, and um, they look great. Um, so I think, obviously, Liam Manning will want to have a go at it, and I think everyone will go for it. And if we turn up, yeah, we, we haven't won in our last two. We did lose late on, but I think they'll turn up to this FA Cup game, and the noise will be loud. 8,000, and also West Ham home fans are absolutely horrendous. I, have to say. So, um, I think this... You, you you mentioned the um eight thousand home fan uh, away fan sorry um eight thousand I think eight thousand nine hundred I think are going um which is going to be brilliant um but the psychological effect that will have on the players because the West Ham home crowd won't be that much uh, because it's an FA Cup game and because it's against Bristol City it's not going to be it's not a hugely attractive oppos- um, uh, opposition let's be honest um but I think from a from a from our players, for our players, having eight thousand nine hundred fans there, just going to be who are going to be singing throughout. It's going to be, I think, massive boost for them. It's it's not obviously going to be the only factor as to why if if we win, but I think if Manning gets set sets up right in the right system and the right players starting off with the right formation, something maybe could happen because I think West Ham. As you said, inconsistent at times. They're still in the top six, I think, which is mental achievement, and are and have progressed in the Europa League, I think, as well. So it's going to be obviously a tough game, but maybe, maybe if we take the lead and you know frustrate them to a certain extent, maybe do what Millwall did to us yesterday. You know, frustrate us in this first half when they get more and more frustrated, and maybe the home fans turn on them a little bit. Mimetti, you've got Sam Bell on the bench, you've got Mark Sykes, you've got Tommy Conway, you've got Harry Cornick. Um, sorry, Donkey. Um, in the words of Matisse here. Um, you, you, you never know, you could possibly do something. 
look, yeah, obviously the FA Cup is one of the most brilliant tournaments and obviously anything can happen. We beat Man U only over six years ago now. Um, well, that was the EFL Cup, but, you yeah. know, um, very similar. Um, but yeah, I think we can go out there. And like you said, the fans are going to make a, a massive difference. And West Ham, I don't think they'll sell out nowhere near um selling out and i've been there do they, it's not do they sell impressive. out there i don't want to sound disrespectful to any west ham fans um listening to this up uh, far from it do they sell out their um premier league home games no the, the the one i went to there were a few empty seats i'd say about 80 85 percent okay okay so right. yeah i mean it's, it's a mass to um, be fair it is a massive, massive it is crowd. it is a big stadium um, but I think we can, yeah, we can dominate in terms of noise from the fans. And if we, yeah, if we go out there, if we bring, bring the we're dominating on the pitch. try and play our style, <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, just like you said, frustrate them. You never know. I mean, the odds are obviously against us, but just a couple moments of brilliance. Um, and yeah, they'll obviously play a weakened side. So we'll see. We'll see. It should be a good game. Oh, and quickly, um, on Sam Bell, I think he's far more effective on the right than he is off the left. I thought that was I thought that was the case yeah. against I thought that was the case against Hull, where he came on and made a massive difference, just literally just running at players. He didn't have to cut in anymore, just ran ran straight at players and put a ball in. That final ball obviously can improve, but I think he looks far more of a threat, if I'm being honest, coming on coming on, on the right rather than the left. And when he came on yesterday, he initially came on on the left, and then Sykes went off injured, didn't he? Um, and then Cornick came on, and Cornick played on the left, and Sam Bell played on the right. And then they switched, um, and then I thought I thought he looked far more of a threat, if I'm being honest, playing off the left. So if he is going to start at West Ham, which might be the case, play him on the play him on the right. I'd say. Of course, wait, like... yeah, because Sykes might not even be able to play. I don't know if we've got oh, any. Yeah, got forgot it. about that. So uh, no, yeah, Manning said off. Manning said they're waiting for a scan. So oh, I don't know. I don't, Sykes, I don't. I I doubt he'll start. Um. So yeah, take, we can see Sambo because in 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 recent times, I I I just feel like I don't see too much of composure with Sam Bell. But yeah, recently, yeah, the Birmingham game as well. We had that little nutmeg. He got through on the right hand side a couple times. Um. He's 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 a good player to have, and yeah, this could be another chance for him to come back in the side and prove himself again because obviously recently with the preference of with Mimetti he could um he could come and yeah create something amazing. Yeah I take that back actually I would not risk Sykes in the slightest. If it's um if it's a I don't know if he's still struggling on the when is it Sunday we're playing if he's still struggling on the site Friday or the Saturday I'd just not bother. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take him uh to be honest because it's just not worth it. Uh, not worth the risk uh Sykes is very important to us so just keep just keep him out. Um, possibly, yeah, Sam Bell. I'd start actually because I think he looks a threat. And if he gets ninety minutes on the right or seventy odd minutes on the right, he could be a threat. I don't, I don't, I think he could. And on the counter attack, which will, which we will play, uh, which we will play against West Ham, on the, this pace and his dynamism, combated with you know Mimetti's trickery and skill, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I think Bell can cause them a few problems. A lot maybe. I know he's not been the most prolific goal scorer, but in terms of causing problems for oppositions, he's not—he's not really let us down, as you said. Uh, I think the double nutmeg against uh, Birmingham was quite brilliant, um, and then the, I think he made a massive impact against Hull as well. So, yeah, and he looked far better yesterday when he came on on the right against Millwall as well. So, I'll—if I'll, if Sykes is not going to be available at all, uh, start or he is going to be a risk. Or a little bit of a doubt, and we are going to risk him by playing him. I just wouldn't bother. I'd put I'd put Sam Bell on the right. Anything else? Yeah. On lineups, no. But I'll I'll get into my prediction. Um, I could go with the realistic answer. Um, Seven nil. But <laughs> it probably would be. I mean, if Paqueta was fit, I mean, he still wouldn't start, but he is some player mm. as well. Um, yeah, I say we. We bring the game to them, but with recently just goal scoring. I mean, again, it was just so inconsistent with, with seven goals in two games and then back-to-back um, goalless games for us. But yeah, I, I think I think we can get a result. Um, 
and I'll go with what we were talking about earlier with the replay. Um, so I say a one-one draw, scrapes it, scraped it in the second half, I reckon, and then we get the re- the return play at Ashton Gate um, for a game that w- would be good because they'll probably bring some better players on then if we bring them there, and then obviously with our home ground, uh, a sellout would be would be great. But yeah, I say we get a result um, on the score sheet. Sam Bell proves himself again, gets back on on the score sheet and and proves his worth um, in the side. But yeah, and I, I I think we can do. I mean, realistically, yeah, maybe not. But the the cup is something, and I think with the fans especially as well, I think that will create some good noise. Nine thousand is a lot um, for an away fans especially. But yeah, one one and replay. So. I think I think West Ham has generally been a decent decent uh, ground for Championship clubs in the FA Cup to go to. I think I remember West Brom beat them uh, when they were a Championship club um, a couple of seasons ago. They're obviously a lot better than us then. Um, I think Blackburn may have snuck something. Uh, uh, I think they got through, and they, I think that might have been the EFL Cup. But I think Blackburn uh, won there last season at West Ham. So it's not it's not. A Terrible ground for championship clubs in recent history. I don't see it there. No, I don't see it. Um, I'll go 3 1 West Ham. Uh, that's, 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 it's, not, it's not a horrendous scoreline. Not horrendous scoreline. I'll take any. Uh, I'll take any two nil defeat, any two, any any defeat by two goals. Uh, five three would be brilliant, actually. That'd be a great game. Um, if we god forbid we score three goals as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll go 3-1. Uh, I think we'll score. Might be a consolation. We might take the lead um, and then we can see three. And then you never know. Um, I'll go 3-1 um, to West Ham. Yeah, and then yeah. kind of brings the Christmas period to uh, to an end because our next five fixtures, I mean, providing we don't go through um, or get a replay against West Ham, um, they're all... Well, single match weeks, uh, single game weeks. So we don't we don't have any midweeks for the next um, five fixtures. So yeah, a bit more time to rest now, which is good. Get the injured players back, and then yeah, I think that that will do us good because yeah, as I think we could tell in the last two games, a lot of tired legs. Um, everyone just looks a bit yeah, just, yeah, lackluster. But yeah, West Ham this Sunday. I'm I'm gutted. I can't go to be honest, but um. I'll be watching. You did, there. you did say no midweeks, but we do have the Friday night game against um, Leeds at Ashton Gate. Uh, if you want to count that as midweek, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. But it's but but less recovery time basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that that's there, um, and then a couple of really tough games. I think Middlesbrough, Leeds. I mentioned Watford at home is never never is not going to be easy, despite the result of their place. Um, so yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a testing period for City, and uh, these two lot, these last two games, good op- should have should, was a good opportunity. Um, yeah, it was a good opportunity to bet back some points, and it unfortunately hasn't been that case. Only one, the last two. Um, that is it from me. Uh, unless you want to add anything else, nothing much. Um, just yeah, we'll probably be back after the West Ham game. We'll have to see, um, and then yeah back to the championship after that hopefully we can bounce back um because yeah those last two games were very frustrating to watch um after that three on the bounce but yeah nothing much yeah just follow us on all our socials and and subscribe and all that yeah do uh do subscribe um to the 18 and 4 podcast you can just hit that red button and then hit the notification bell where every time we do upload as matisse said we might be back after west ham we'll um we'll have we'll have a look at the situation uh, then um, and if you're going to West Ham, good luck. Um, I'll I'll be there um, as uh, as a day tripper, obviously not as a fan. I'll be, I'm only there. I'm only there to see the city. I'm, no, sorry, I'm only there to see West Ham. Uh, that's that's yeah. what that's what. I'm not there to see a Sam Bell masterclass tour. I'll be celebrating every West Ham goal um, because that's just what you just. It's just what I do. Um, and when Millwall scored a late winner, actually, you can you can hear me in the video saying up the Millwall. That's what exact words, exact words I said. Um, so, yeah, up the day tripping Liam Manning Reds is all I'm going to say. Um, 
thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. Whether you're watching, listening. Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll wait. I'll keep this. I'll keep this short. Alex got um, another masterclass, so I, I had to I had to bring it in as well. What an assist um, and FPL points. So that's always. He scored against Tottenham, mate. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that as well. Yeah. Um, well, no, I didn't forget. I was actually watching it. He scored twice. One was offside. Yeah. Um, at the end. Good finish, good header, but yeah, it's a good, yeah, he- it's a good header for the second one. Bloody yeah. hell, <laughs> good header. Can't do that for us apparently, but again, <laughs> now magically he's in the prime. He's going to get get loads of headers, and now apparently he can head a ball. <laughs> yeah, didn't know he could do that, but there you go. But yeah, great, so great to see him doing well. But yeah, yeah. I won't put more yeah, he's not, he's, about him. He's he's not he's not my he's not our player anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, although if he does want to come back in January, you know, waiting. Um, Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, and yeah, uh, hopefully by this time next week, City have had a, maybe a signing, uh, Adam Murphy in particular, um, and maybe a result uh, at the London Stadium, a complete upset, um, a major upset uh, based on the last two games at least. Um, it's weird how in football, where results almost change fans' uh, fans' mood a little bit, um, but generally, City's still in a good position. I think 11th, aren't we? Um, I think points. we're even higher. I think I think we might be 11th. And then, because Hull lost yesterday, which is a, a decent... Yeah, the Sheffield Wednesday coming up. Oh, yeah, we are 11th. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. This uh, relegation so battle is going to be interesting as well. Sue Birmingham bring in as well. But, yeah. Probably we're not in it. Um <laughs> I've just jinxed that. We're going to be in a relegation battle now. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so decent position for City. Uh, bigger picture is still not still not bad. Um, I'd say it's, it's still still pretty pretty good and better than probably a little bit better than average. Um, thank you very much for listening, tuning in, uh, watching wherever you wherever you are. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you all after uh, City's epic upset at West Ham. Thank you very much for watching.